Hello and welcome to the Summer Nats podcast, the official show of the world's wildest car festival. My name's Josh Bennis, a.k.a. J-Benz, and I'm joined by my mate, car judge extraordinaire, Owen Webb, a.k.a. Webby. Webby, <laughs> what's been happening over Easter, mate? Uh, plenty, actually, Josh. I've still been working on my car as I was last week, um, and I'm nearly done. Actually, I would be done if I didn't have to prepare for this professional show. <laughs> There's so much to organise, mate, to make a slick show like this happen like, you know. Yeah, no, that was really good. I, I actually enjoyed getting together and getting all that stuff organised. And, mate, I had a really interesting week because I, um, after we spoke last week at the end of the show, you said it's, I made that comment about it's uh, okay not to be okay. So I thought about that. So this week I picked up the phone, said it to a few of uh, people that I really appreciate their, their time and had a great catch up. And a couple of them's not doing so great. So a big shout out this week to, to Dick, who's uh, going through a bit of a tough time. Yeah, yeah, what a legend. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. I didn't uh, do much over Easter, mate. I built a bit of a, because um, I thought we were going to be locked down for 20 years, so I bought a steering wheel and a set of pedals for my Xbox and I got that and my friends were sending me all these uh, racing sim rigs online that were way more money than I wanted to spend, so I built one myself out of some spotted gum hardwood decking that I had left over and <laughs> and an old VL seat that I had lying around, so, you know, got pretty handy spinning the spanner there, so that was pretty, a bit of fun. Fantastic. <laughs> Next week, I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you a photo of my car finished out cruising. So, oh, hopefully, out cruising might be just a little drive around the block. So, all good. I wish I could say the same. I'm probably a few years away from finishing anything I got in the shed. I reckon, mate. All, good. <laughs> all right. One of the things that this show is at the moment, it doesn't actually have a name. So, we're really keen to see what you guys think in the comments. Let us know. Give us some ideas. Anything crazy ideas? Whatever you got. Let us know in the comments and get that stuff going. All right, towards the end of this podcast, we'll be crossing to Marv from Street Machine to have a quick chat about what's happening there and to hear this week's rant from him. I'm sure he's had something boiling up like crazy. I mean, how good was last week's uh, rant about Facebook Marketplace, Webby? (laughs) Yeah, mate, we've all been there, haven't we? We've all all dealt with some people there selling dodgy spas or who knows what's going on there, eh? (laughs) Or just people that think they know everything. (laughs) (laughs) Tonight we've got a cracking show. First off the rank is Steve Nogas, who won Burnout Masters title at Summer Naps 30. Then we'll speak to Warbird Mark Waddington from the Rod Shop, and then we've got Carnut, Boxer, and AFL Premiership winning champion, Barry Hall. As you can see, we've got some big hitting, pardon the pun, guests tonight. I'm all over these puns, you know, (laughs) Webby. (laughs) Make sure, also make sure you get busy in the comments tonight as we'll be picking uh, some people from from these uh, comments in the quiz for to to go participate in the quiz, sorry, where we're going to give away some season passes and stuff like that. Also, uh, people will be chosen from the comments that Marvs will give away a street machine pack and a double pass as well as three other single season passes. We have with us Steve Nogas. Steve, what's happening, mate? You're holding up well in lockdown? Yeah, holding up really well. Thanks for having us, guys. Um, you know, good to... Uh... Uh, touch base with uh, the people in the car world. Obviously, everyone's in the same situation at the moment, so it's good to have an opportunity to uh, have a bit of a chat about all things cars. Yeah, it is, Steve. Uh, so, great, and thanks for joining us. So, I've got a few questions I want to fire at you. Sure. And, um, everybody absolutely loves a redemption story, so I reckon you've got one of the best ever. You're the only guy I know to receive a lifetime ban from Summonats then actually come back and win Burnout Masters. So I want to know what has gone through your mind on that day back in 2012. <laughs> well, back in 2012, I was sitting in the, uh, you know, the, the start line there. Uh, used to start at the other end back in those days. Um, you know, 
in about 40 degree heat, um, you know, three hours or so because, you know, we didn't get tickets like you do now and time slots and whatever else. And then someone comes up to me and said, you're disqualified. And I go, why am I disqualified? Um, you know, because you didn't uh, obey the track officials uh, on the Friday for qualifying. Um, and um, so, you know, cut a long story short, um, went and seen um, the officials. They said, no, nah, you're disqualified. Bring your car down, uh, drive it up through the gate. We'll open the gate. Don't turn right to go onto the burnout pad. And uh, away you go. There was a little bit of, bit of language involved on both sides. Uh, and I thought that uh, that was pretty unfair because uh, no one, no, everyone had two days, Saturday, Sunday, to come and approach me and say, well, this is what happened or, or present a case. Um, so then I go, well, I'm not going straight out the gate. I'm turning right and going to go on the burnout pad. So sitting <laughs> there for a while, yeah, well, the sitting there for a while, contemplating what I was going to do, you know, a lot of things running through my mind. You know, obviously everyone's saying, don't skid, don't skid, don't skid. Uh, am I going to stop here and protest about, you know, being disqualified? Am I just going to drive calmly to the middle of the pad and protest being disqualified? You know, the, it got the better of me and I go, no, I'm just going to do my burnout and away I went and the, and the rest is history. <laughs> it sure isn't. Yeah, so how, so if you were disqualified for being for life, how did you actually get back in? Well, you know, over the, the next few days, um, you know, the, the, you know, social media exploded and everybody's messaging me and it was all getting a bit out of hand and, you know, there was a bit of an altercation with one of the officials there, which people were sending me, you know, crazy messages at the end of the day, you know what I mean? People wanted to go around to his house and, you know, do all this crazy stuff and I got in touch with some of that and I said, well, this can go either two ways. You know, we can try and, you know, calm it down and, Get, you know, get the story out there and, and, and make it a res respectable, you know, scenario, or I can put petrol on the fire and, and we can make, watch this thing burn, you know. So, you know, after uh, everybody, the calm, you know, everybody calmed down and sort of looked at the situation that happened and, you know, two wrongs don't make a right and sort of I wasn't purely right and, you know, the decision that they made potentially wasn't purely right. I apologised for uh, what I'd done. Um, I caught my then one-year uh, suspension on the on the chin, sat out for one year, and then I was uh, welcomed back. Yeah, that's fantastic. And you contacted me just just after that, and um, you told me, or you actually sent me a pic. You were building this brand new model tomorrow, and I thought, hey, this guy's crazy. <laughs> He's got a brand new, brand new Camaro, and got to do a burnout car, and obviously that changed the whole scene. Well, you know, we sort of, you know, at the time of that, that incident at Summonats there, the Camaro's ready in the build. Um, the reason why Camaro come up, because we wanted to do something different that nobody had in the scene, you know, and nobody had a, a really late model car, as, as late a model as the Camaro was. Uh, a friend of mine, Joe from Motorcars International, he imports and converts American cars from left to right-hand drive. Um, so we got together with him and he, he said, we'll get a Camaro, we'll get one from the auctions. So we, we sourced that car from the auctions in Milwaukee. It was an ex-renter car. It had 19,000 miles on it. And, you know, like when you look at it and people go, you cut up a, you know, back then a Camaro was $130,000 if you went yeah. and bought one off the, you know, off the shelf or from, a, from an importer that's converting them to right-hand drive. But that car cost us nineteen, just under $20,000 US, which at the 
time, the conversion rate was a dollar five. So yeah. it, it yeah. was like it was like about eighteen and a half thousand dollars. If you went and bought a Tirana or a Falcon, you know, a, a, a Holden HT or something, you're probably going to spend twenty five grand on the body, and it's going to look average. Exactly yeah. right, and that's what we thought. It's going to have a massive wear factor, you know. And, and there was cars out there that had twenty-two inch wheels on it, so we put twenty-four inch wheels on it. There was cars out there that had, you know, fourteen seventy-one superchargers on it. We put seven a, a, a um, sixteen seventy-one supercharger on it. So we just wanted to take it to that next step. You know, the interior was, you know, the, the car was, you know, I would like to say, you know, obviously there's there's bigger and nicer show cars out there, but we sort of tried to get it to a to a level and to a to a degree where it, it was, you know, a, a respectable show car as well as a burnout car. Hundred percent. I remember we unveiled it, didn't we? Yeah, that's right. You know, we were, obviously I spoke to you and, and sort of said, you know, what's the criteria? Are we going to qualify? Is the car going to be good enough? You know, Gary Mize was also debuting his car that year as well, the, the Mustang that um, that he's still got, I assume. Um, you know, and, and it worked out fantastic. They were back-to-back there in Sydney. Uh, they both got unveiled and, um, yeah, the, 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 the response and the, the, uh, the people that seen the car really, really loved it. Can you Mate- remember doing your first skid in it? I do actually. The first skid we'd done uh, was uh, in Shepparton at um, Les Adams' show. Um, ex- we actually hit the fence first time out, just give the <laughs> give the wall a bit of a tap. So, nice. you know, so so yeah, it was you know it was it was it was unbelievable times. You know, a lot of people said to me, "Oh, you'll never skid it. You've built the car. Now that you've got your car done, you know, it's going to be too nice to skid, too nice to skid." But no, no, it was always built as a seat car, and yeah. uh, and that's where it sort of ended up. Was it originally yes. yellow as well? Yeah, it was yellow because the the idea from the when we first um, done the car, we bought specifically bought a yellow car because we wanted to do it like Bumblebee. Yeah. Um, and and that was a thing. But then last minute, we sort of got this idea of going flat black and and having it as you know Bumblebee's evil brother Killerbee, and mm. that's sort of the the line that we sort of you know went with. And, and you know the the flat black you know wrap obviously thanks to 3M and and uh, Motor Active for for their contribution for all that side of it as well. Uh, the car you know like when it was on the cover of Street Machine and some of the photos that weren't in Street, Street Machine but we've got personally uh, the car looks awesome awesome yeah. in um, in that f- flat um, vinyl wrap. Yeah, it was absolutely killer, mate. Most people obviously know of you and heard about you on the burnout scene. Just a little bit about tell us what you do outside the car scene. What do you do for work? We run a, a limousine business in Melbourne called Crystal Limousines, Crystal with a K. Uh, we've got a, a fleet of eight limos. Um, everything, yeah. We've got uh, a Rolls Royce Phantom, so the only stretched Rolls Royce Phantom in Australia. We've got a few few Hummers. We've got a Bentley Continental stretch. Uh, Mercedes and a couple of Chrysler 300 C. So uh, yeah, so that's what we do. Obviously, with the situation at the moment, um, yeah. the, the the work is zero at the moment. I've sat at home the last three weeks. Um, all my bookings are, are postponing and transferring to later in the year, early next year, which doesn't help with cash flow now. But yeah. I'm sure there's people out there in a worse position than what I am. Webby's, Webby, Webby's Phantom's also at home doing nothing. It's not doing much. Not- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, mate, um, I've, got a, um, I've got a question for you now. And uh, if, you, if you don't want to tell me the answer to this, you've got to sing a, you've got to sing a Mary Had a Little Lamb for me, all right? You don't want to answer this. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to remember if I remember that nursery rhyme. <laughs> uh, okay, there we go, business, because you actually picked up 
Ryan from uh, West Coast Customs for me when we brought him out for, for MotorX, and many people have seen him on TV. So yep. I, I actually want you to tell us what he's really like when you're driving around in your limo. Well, actually, he was a really nice guy. Um, you know, I, I've driven plenty of stars around over the years in the limos, uh, and, you know, they all come across uh, and have a perception that, you know, whether they're a really nice guy, really bad guy, not whatever it may be. But Ryan was a really nice guy. He sort of, um, you know, ha- had took the time to have a chat with us, um, had the time to take a few photos in front of the limo with us. You know, um, you know, no, it was it was, it was really good. I, I was quite surprised of uh, the time that he had for me where he could have quite easily treated me just like a driver, um, you know, and I'm sure he's been in the back of a thousand limos over his yeah, journey. Um, sure. But no, no, he was uh, he was a really nice guy. Yeah, he, yeah, he even said he even said to me, if you ever over at, over in the states and you you know around uh, is where he uh, runs his business from, come down, remind me that you're the limo driver that picked me up from the airport, uh, and um, I'll give you a private tour around his shop there in in um, I think it's in LA or wherever it is. Very well, um, yeah. Very yeah, so yeah. so I'll uh, you know give you a private tour around the, the shop in um, uh, any time. So you know he didn't have to say that. You know what I mean? He could have just um, you know shook my hand and said thanks very much. See you later. Yeah, no, that's good. I actually, no, he was good. And I didn't really want to hear you sing anyway, so that's good. (laughs) (laughs) So it worked out for the best. Now, this is, to me, this is where the real redemption really happened, is when you won that uh, Burnout Masters in 2017. Yep. Something that's 30. So how were you feeling going into that skid? Oh, going into the skid, you know, super, super nervous. Um, You know, we had some really good skids earlier in that weekend. Um, every Just about, or most years that we've gone to Summonats, we always try and, um, you know, see if Summonats needs somebody to, one of their VIPs or something like that on a Thursday. We, we say it's a, a demo skid for Summonats, but we actually use it as a test skid. Um, so, so, you know, we, we play that to our advantage a little bit. Um, so, you know, the test skid on the Thursday, I had Asian from uh, Street Outlaws in the car. Yep. Uh, took took him for a skid, went really well. Qualifying on the Saturday um, went really well, uh, and then yeah, it was it was just going into the skid. You know, the car was running, you know, couldn't be running any better, uh, and then away we went. Um, this, everything went according to plan. I had a plan in my head which I wanted to achieve to use as much of the pad as I could. Tried that drive, drive both ends, obviously make as much smoke. Uh, and uh, achieved it. Uh, I passed my passenger in the car on that day was my nephew Brad. Driving off the pad, pad I, I sort of said to him, "There's not really much else that I could have done. It's in the hands of the judges, and whatever they think, it is what it is." And obviously, you know, they loved it. Yeah, look, that's a good comment because my next question was going to be, did, "How did you feel? Did you feel like you'd done really well?" And then, what was it like when you were announced? winner there and they all lifted you up how'd you feel here oh you know i I, I, literally i'm getting goosebumps right now just thinking about it you know it's going to be one of my moments in life there's you know obviously some some you know kid kid moments and wife moments that are obviously a little bit more special but as an achievement um as a as a sport as a you know money can't buy prize a lot of people would say that oh you know you spend enough money on a burnout car you'll win it it's it's not the case there's Uh, been a lot of people that there's Not been a lot of people that have spent a lot more money than I have uh, on burnout cars, and unfortunately, you know, they haven't had the success for whatever reason. 
but you know that moment when it was announced that that I'd won it, oh, the, it just it just felt like I was ten foot tall, and those Gemini days were were weren't exi- weren't in existence. <laughs> How hungry are you for another one? Not not really, to be honest. I had a few things that I wanted to achieve. You know, when we built the car as a family, you know, my yeah. my sons helped us, and you know, my nephew, and there's obviously a lot of people that helped us along the way. Yeah. Um, you know. But I wanted to get on the front cover of Street Machine magazine. Uh, that was one thing that we sort of wanted to achieve. We wanted to um, win a couple of bigger shows, which we did. We won UBC. We went over in Adelaide, a, a 10K comp. We wanted to win Summer Nats, whether it was the regular comp or the Masters. Regular comp's probably just as hard to win as the, as the Masters, um, you know, side of it. Uh, and now I've sort of taken a bit of a different direction, to be honest. Um, you know, as we you'll hear later in this podcast from Mark that the car's over in the States at the moment, so he'll fill everybody in on what's going there. But, you know, it's it's sort of I haven't lost the desire, but I've lost the desire because sometimes the amount of money that you spend on a card at that level is frightening. Yeah. Never, say, never say never, right? Well, that's exactly, exactly <laughs> right. Never say never. Because, you know, I thought I was going to sell the car in the last 18 months and now the car's sitting in the States in Long Beach um, and obviously with the world problems at the moment, it's it's sort of un- unknown when it's going to happen. But, you know, we've we've got some stuff, thanks to Mark and Heath from the Rod Shop and, and a few other people, you know, for uh, for all the support that they're giving me at the moment. You know, we've we've got Team Rod Shop going over to to, uh, to the States to do some stuff. So never say never because if you asked me 12 months ago, would I have my car in the States uh, doing skits, I would have said, I don't think so. Um, it's going to sell and my skidding career is over. <laughs> Interesting comment you made there. As I actually reckon most people have really only got one, maybe two cars in them, whether it be a show car, burnout car. So I just think it's it's the money. It's a whole lot of things, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. exactly right. And you know, we've we've sort of you know to a certain degree, burnouts. I feel and a lot of motorsports is a little bit selfish. It's it's sort of you know you get all the a lot of people put in the hard work and you're the one that seems to get a little bit of the glory if you're fortunate enough to get it where you're the driver and, and you're the sort of, you know, the front man for the for the whole box of dice. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, when um, a couple of years ago we decided as a family that we, we've just finished building a holiday house up on the river in Yarrawonga. So, you know, just diversifying a little bit. We bought a ski boat, so, you know, we're going to do a bit of skiing and, and a bit of fishing and that sort of stuff. So, so that's where it's at. But like you say, never say never because never say <laughs> a long time and uh, I'm probably not the first person to say that I wouldn't would, you know I, I still love being involved I love the the whole car scene you know my boys have got a Gemini that sort of still needs a, a little bit of ironing out I love to give them a hand with that it's obviously not at the same level as what the Camaro is you know it's got a, um, a small block Chevy in it you know with uh, fuel injection on it so you know we can sort that out and just have a bit of fun on a different level and, and love to still get to a few shows. Yeah, yeah, mate. Love to see you, see you around. Obviously, you'll always be part of the scene. So, mate, um, I'll catch up with, with Mark Short, and we'll have a chat about what's going on over there. And uh, how can people follow you on your socials? Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, they can find me, obviously, uh, on Facebook. Facebook, um, obviously, Steve Nagus and Killer B page as well. Uh, I'll be honest, I'm, you know, I'm in the age bracket that uh, social media and that sort of stuff, and I wouldn't even know how to work Instagram, so I'm not, I'm not a real, real sort of, you know, um, uh, genius behind all that sort of stuff. 
But if uh, if you send me a message, uh, you know, and, and I'll see it after a couple of days. So uh, you know, I'm more than more than happy to respond. I'm not one of these people that has my phone glued to my hand and I'll see it in five minutes. Don't, don't worry. When we talk to Webby, we've got to send him a fax. He doesn't get emails. We've got to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's pretty funny, Josh. Uh, no, there's nothing wrong with that. I still got a fax machine as well, so there's nothing wrong with that. But uh, yeah, if, if someone you know likes some advice or have any questions or you know just want to have a chat, I'm, I'm more than happy to have a chat. You know, even even look up Crystal Limousines in Melbourne, Crystal with a K. Uh, you know, give me a call. My number's pretty easy to get. Um, you know, have a chat and love to, um, you know, I'll go on, um, you know, like Mark will, will most likely mention that, um, you know, YouTube channel for The Rod Shop and catch up with us there. Awesome. Mate, thanks for your time. I really appreciate it. Uh, it's really great catching up and uh, you... You really are not that guy that was in that Gemini. Right? No, that was that was a different person. <laughs> but you know, just uh, a wolf in sheep's clothing. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Stick around. Stick around for the uh, the, the quiz show, Steve. And we'll, we'll, we'll do. Talk to you then. All right. Thank we'll you. Uh, here with us is Mark Waddington. Mark, I asked Nolsey last week how how in terms of the isolation, how keen he was to rip the front door off to get to the pub. How about yourself? We put our own pub in the shop here, so uh, you may have seen on the Perfect. YouTube channel, we uh, put our own keganator in for the boys, our own barrel. Now, it is only for the workers, but they are delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Like, great to catch up, Mark. Thanks for your time. I want to know what it was like uh, for you as a young boy growing up in Castlemaine, the, uh, obviously the street one capital of Australia. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, my old man's always built top-end cars, Um and we were lucky enough to get the $50 paddock bombs to bash around the paddock beside it our whole life. So as we'd write one off, he'd buy another one just to get rid of us, get rid of us out of the shed and uh, <laughs> keep, on build, keep on building the top quality cars he always built. And now you're doing that to him. You get him out of the shed. Oh, as you know, <laughs> Owen, I'll, uh, I'll make up a story for anything to be picked up from California to Melbourne to anywhere. So if I can get him on the road, it's a good thing. <laughs> Yeah, mate. Uh, look, he he had a terrific business there, Waddington Street Rods. They built some great, great cars over time. And one one thing that a lot of people probably don't know is that he was building the the bodies, um, the steel bodies, and then you had that business in the US. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, he's um, done a lot of export over his time. Uh, a lot of people that know my father know he'll dabble in anything, try anything. Um, he's definitely not afraid to do that. So. We um, export a lot of Model A bodies. Um, they were leaving container loads at one stage, little closed cabs. Uh, whether we made money or not, I don't know, back in them days, but they were pouring out the door. So with that in hand, he needed a warehouse in uh, California. So we got one going over there and good friends of his, um, Reedy that owns SoCal Speed Shop, and a few of them guys at Vintech that helped him out. And they had their own little hot rod shop going at one stage. But, um, I mean, that was all in the past, but he'd done a really, really good job. And contacts he's got in the hot rod world in America are amazing. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, you know yourself, phone, you know a lot of them guys, and you know they're all interlinked and they still talk. So, yeah, yeah, no, it was great. I used to catch up with him a bit, and he actually did. He knew it, knew heaps of people over there, had a great business. Mate, I um, just looking there behind you, I'm guessing that is um, the, the extensions on your, on your business. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so each year, I mean, me and my brother had the uh, factory for eight years now, so we just extend each year. We try and do a little bit over Christmas and work our way around. So um, behind me here, we've got our cars now. So obviously at the moment, the shop's pretty well shut for people to walk in. Uh, we're super busy over the phone. I mean, four guys went out again today. So, But once the coronavirus has uh, been and gone, there's always cars in the background here, so we mix them up a little bit. Um, now the cars have gone to America. I've got uh, a couple of my guys' cars in here. I've still got Barry's car there and a few of the other project cars behind me. So 
for anyone off the street wants to walk in here, it's normally a pretty busy little shop for a small country town. We draw a fair crowd. So we extend there and then round the corner now the bar now. The bar's there and the Daytona <laughs> machine and everything for everyone to go into. Obviously, we're not going to touch the beer tap, but it's all there for everyone to see. Who's the, who's the gun on the Daytona machine? Not me. I've got a seven and a nine-year-old, and I don't yeah. think I've beaten either yet. Not one of them. So, <laughs> me. Mate, and you, um, down the, down in the bottom part there, you had the burnout pad. Is that, that's where you, it's no longer there. That's all factory now, isn't it? Warehouse. Uh, no, we extended the warehouse right to the edge of it. So, the burnout pad is still there, um, <laughs> where Steve and the boys put on a show for me a few times. But there's a couple of neighbours down the, down the road there. They got a little bit emotional with us. Um, <laughs> And I learned Steve was there that day too at not to test a car on a Sunday when there's a church over the road. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I don't think we'll go into that. So, uh, hey, mate, I've got a bit of a curly question for you. I asked um, Steve a, a similar question. So if you don't want to give an answer, you've got to sing the Macarena for me. So <laughs> I want to know who you wouldn't, that's wouldn't, want to have riding in uh, Shotgun in the Warbird with you and why? Um, well, I can't sing, so I'll come up with something. Uh, Craig is my <laughs> actually Craig is my manager. He's actually a really good guy behind the wheel. He's quite clever on the burnout pad, but he's been in my brother's real deal Tirana four, for four times. It's thrown the rods out three times, and it got towed off in Brisbane. So Craig's now booted from there, and he's never out in the warbird. <laughs> there you go, awesome. Uh, all right, um, so I want to know. You've got a great manufacturing business. You've got a, like an awesome business there now. How did you guys end up in the whole burnout scene? Um, we started playing with a few toys, and I'm not saying it because the man's on air here. The, the scariest I've been in a car, or the, the biggest blood rush and heart pumping moment I've had, not behind the wheel, was a day over at Winton. I got to go in with Killer B. And Steve knew that I'd been in, you know, drag cars and smaller version stuff. So I think he did try and scare the eyeballs off me. So he did whip me down the pad and I said to Steve, how, how do we approach it in a car that puts out this much smoke? And he said, well, because you're building a car, you're going to need to know. We'll, hide, we'll hold the wall here. We'll do this. We'll do that. We come off the pad. I don't know what happened. My eyes were shaking. My heart was pumping. And I'm like, I've got to have that. I cannot go through life without driving one of them cars myself. So... We did come off the pad. His son abused him. His engine belter abused him for what he did. <laughs> the way he did it, I remember the commotion in the pits, and I'm like, I cannot go through life without having a blown big block car. That's amazing. So of all the stuff I've ever done, um, like I said, I've only ever done slower classes in drag racing and yep. a bit of other stuff, but that was the biggest blood rush. And I'd, I'd do it any day of the week. Every time you go on that pad, it's awesome, especially when you've got that much power, that much noise, the smoke. So now I know what you've got some stuff going on in the future. So tell us some. Um, they've got some pics going to put up of Warbird and Killer Bee and some containers there. So tell us what's happening over there. All right. So for the last couple of years, we've been trying to get into America and we've had major issues with insurance. Um, the guys at Hoonigan give me the spot on the pad at Sam of the whole lot, but without insurance. And like, as we all know, if you go to that territory, you're straight in jail or something goes wrong. If it happens at yeah. some of that, we're going to go through court. We'll sort that later on. So we tried our, we tried our hardest. We couldn't get through it. Um, so then Cletus sort of come on board and chopped us out. The No Gas team become awesome friends with him, which tied us in as all being part of Team Rod Chop. And uh, with our contacts, uh, my father's old hot rod contacts over there, it's been a nightmare, to be honest. Owen, you've done the American thing with yep. your businesses too. It's really hard work um, paperwork-wise. Yep. So we've only got insurance after 12 months. Um, I probably could buy another small house in the middle of Melbourne for what it's going to cost us. But 
Uh, we had it all lined up. We were going to skid uh, three Cletus's shows. The guys at Hoonigan, we had them teed up. Our cars are going on display at SEMA. It's going to be the best year ever, but obviously we've had a little bit of a hiccup. So at the moment, rather than do this interview, we, myself, my brother and Steve are supposed to, and uh, Steve's son Benny are supposed to be over in the States at the moment with our show, I think, next Saturday, the 18th. So unfortunately with the coronavirus, we missed out. Um, we're a little bit behind schedule, but it's not going to get held up. The cars are sitting there. Uh, they get picked up tomorrow, actually, from Team Wilwood. Um, so them guys, now the connection we've got there, which which is our yeah. biggest probably seller we've got, is a Wilwood yeah. Rake. So they've got a three-car transporter with a stacker and stuff on top. So they're going to go pick it up tomorrow and put it in a disclosed location, they tell us, because I think it's a couple of prestige cars there. So uh, they're going to load them up tomorrow from the shipping yard down near Long Beach there and tuck them away. But the show's definitely going to go on. I'd say to be next year. Um We've got a six-round series. Um, me and Steve have got a hundred-dollar bet on each competition, so it's six hundred bucks. <laughs> I can win off Steve. <laughs> and if you can get money off a of no gas, you've done well, they say. So uh, exactly, <laughs> I'm not going to give that up. So yeah, no, so that's our plan. So we've got it's um, Indianapolis, Florida, LA, Vegas, um, and Texas in Houston. So. And it's somewhere down there, so it's going to be massive. And once Great. everybody's allowed out of, back out of the house and all the rest of it, things are just going to go nuts, you know? Yeah. Oh, oh definitely. Like over there, you can see if anyone's seen some of the stuff Cletus is doing with that new track. And yeah, brilliant. The, the, crowd, the crowd he's going to draw in there is going to be next level. So he sort of said to us, what's your plan when you come over? And I'm like, this, we're bringing three cars and we're going to put it on the loud pedal and if it breaks, we fix it. That's how it works. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mate, that's, that's exciting, I mean. Like it's been, people have been talking about for many years doing stuff like this in the states, and it's never really happened. But yeah, mate, it sounds like it's gonna gonna go off now with you guys. Well, look, I don't blame people for not doing it. For guys out there, like I said, I've had lawyers read it. It's been an expensive trip. There's no doubt about that. But if you get it wrong over there, being an international, we're, we're being highly warned. The guys at SoCal and Wilwood and a few other guys. If you you've come in international waters to do this stuff and it goes wrong, don't expect to go home. Like it's plain and simple. So. Insurance has been a massive thing, um, and like none of us want to be have a have a partner behind bars, do we? So we've got all that bit of it right, we think. Um, yeah, so good. all find out it should be really good. Yeah, no, really exciting times, mate. So, all right. So, look, thanks for your time, and I want to know how people can keep up with you when it actually starts getting over there, and all the rod shop and uh, your US adventures. How how can people keep in touch with you? Um, I'm like Steve, I'm behind the times on technology, but all my guys here, we're on the YouTube, we're on YouTube channel. Uh, we've got Facebook, we've got Instagram, we've got everything going on here. So we've got a massive following, um, and it's going really well, but everything we do from here on in will be on the YouTube stuff. So from getting on the plane to bouncing off the walls in America, it'll be all on there. Yeah, yeah man. Awesome. I saw the photo of you guys sitting up on, on the real deal, having a beer. So I thought, uh, yeah, it's going to be a great trip in that. Yeah, many more of them to come. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Mark. Stick around for the quiz, mate. Cheers. All right. You may know Barry from his time in AFL. Uh, he's a 20, 2005 AFL Premiership winner with the Sydney Swans, uh, which he was captain of the team at the time. Uh, you may know him from his recent boxing bout against NRL veteran Paul Gallen. And you may, but what you might, might not know is that Barry is actually a massive petrol head. Before we go into cars, though, Barry, can we just talk footy for a second? You played nearly 300 games for St Kilda, the Swans and the Bulldogs, and obviously you were the captain of the Swans in 2005 and winning a premiership. What are your best football memories? Uh, best football memories, obviously, premiership. It's um, something you play for and it's it's something as a kid. I, I used to play for the Western Bulldogs and, you know, they certainly didn't have success when I was a, a young fella, but... Um, 
always dreamed of playing for the Western Bulldogs, holding up a Premiership Cup. Um, you never think you'll ever get to do that, but uh, you know, to do that for the Sydney Swans after seventy-two year drought was uh, was certainly a dream, and it's it's something that I sort of realise now how big it was. You, you don't yeah. realise at the time. It's um, how it affects other people, and you know, the loyal supporters. As I said, seventy-two year drought's a long time. Um, how it affects them is a uh, you know, it's a big deal, absolutely big deal, and I, I don't realise that till sort of now. I sit back when I'm retired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess um, to supporters that wait that long, no doubt, they it means everything to them. You know, I guess in a sense. Yeah, I, I one thing I did do, which was a, a good activity, was after the grand final, we we got a lot of fan mail, and um, I went after having a lot of beers. <laughs> <laughs> the last the last month of uh, of winning the premiership, I went to a cafe and I had a big bag of, of letters and I went through the whole lot and read them all. And uh, some of the some of the letters we got were really touching, you know, from mainly older the older crowd of um, the old South Melbourne Bloods. Yeah, the Bloods. Um, yeah. Some of the messages we got were, were really touching. So it's good to bring you back down to earth and know that all your hard work and sort of reap the rewards of those people who've been following you for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you still get kick a footy around? No, no, I don't, I don't anymore. I, uh, the last game I played, I threw my boots away, so I wouldn't play again. Um, look, the mind, the mind is still young, but uh, the, the body's certainly not. So um, chasing these young blokes around is, is tough work. And uh, look, I never chased it at the best of times. So um, these young blokes, they're, they're cheeky and they start to, to yab at you and run away and I, I couldn't be bothered catching them anymore. So I thought, let's just not play. <laughs> Fair play. I will, I will say uh, you, you did what every Queenslander and NRL fan that's not a Sharks uh, fan w- always wanted to do, and that's put one on Gallon's chin. Um, <laughs> just to ask you, though, getting your mind and body ready for that, you know, uh, what's the, you know, run us through a, a little bit of that. Yeah, look, that was a big deal. And it's something after my football career, you know, all those physical challenges were gone, you know. So yeah. um, I still played a bit of local footy, but, you know, certainly nothing too serious. So to do that, I was offered the fight. Um, I've been offered the fight a few times and I knocked it back. I was like, you know, I'm too old and all that sort of stuff. And, um, but I thought, let's do it. Why not? So <laughs> despite what he says or what anyone else says, I, I got off the couch um, after I had an eight week lead up to the fight, which is not very long. Um, you know, he obviously had 10 fights and, and done quite well. He won them all. Um, it was my first, first fight um, at the age of 42. So, you know, there were certainly some challenges um, that aroused, but, you know, in the end of the day, I, I thought I won the fight, um, first and foremost. For sure, it was a great, great, that, great fight. I yeah, um, yeah, and I, look, it was, I wasn't actually happy either way I fought. I, I can give a lot more than what I, what I gave that nine. It was, that's all about experience and, um, you know, pushing the fight a bit more when I should have and I didn't. You know, that's all experience. And um, But in saying that, I was pretty happy to... You know, to put out that performance in, you know, eight weeks preparation at the age of 42. Um, yeah, brilliant. And to come away with a draw, um, I thought I won the fight. A lot of people thought I won the fight. But, you know, every boxer who's ever fought and lost to think they won, but I don't want to be one of those exactly. guys. <laughs> <laughs> you got to go, go around again, Ben, uh, with with him again, Barry? The fight, the fight got offered and uh, I said yes. <laughs> And uh, it was just about money and, and you know, yeah. where we where we go and which way we do it. Um, he he accepted as well, but he went cold on it. And then um, the Mark Hunt, so Mark Hunt's a UFC fighter who's yep. retired. 
um, there was a, a fight proposed of Paul Gowan and Mark Hunt. So he obviously thought that's going to be bigger money. So he went quiet. And, um, yeah, that's what's happened. So we haven't heard anything since. There's some other fights for me lined up. It was meant to be in June, which is probably not going to happen now, obviously, and another one in November. So, um, yeah, there's there's some more fish in the pond to um, <laughs> to hook. And, uh, yeah, we'll... We'll certainly get back in the ring again. But um, yeah, with Paul cool. going, I'm probably not sure it's, it's going to happen with him. Yeah, yeah fair, fair, fair play. G- to get on the cars, Barry, you mm. you told me you're a massive petrol head, I guess, in terms of that, that's what your one of your main big passions is. Yeah. Where does that come from? Does that stem from something when you're a kid or it's... Yeah, my, my dad was a mechanic. Um, and I grew up around cars. He had a, a HT uh, 350 Bathurst Monaro. And uh, he bought it brand yeah. new. He bought it for three thousand five hundred dollars, I think it was brand new. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I used to drive it on a Sunday, you know, the old Sunday driver car. But I used to jump in the back, and it had a bit of a, a note to it. And I used to just love it. Um, absolutely, he's still got the car now. And uh, wow, just from there, I used to love getting in the car. I used to, he was obviously a mechanic working from home. I used to just go out the shed and just watch him, you know, assemble engines and diffs and gearboxes and. You know, he did a bit of spray painting as well, and I just loved it. Absolutely loved it. So um, it just stemmed from that. Um, my brother's mechanic. Um, I'm actually a qualified mechanic, believe it or not. Yeah, wow. Um, I don't like to get dirty, uh, so I've never <laughs> swung the spanners as a job, obviously, because I, I play football. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm a qualified mechanic myself. But, uh, yeah, I, I just love cars. It's my number one passion. You know, people think football was my first and foremost, but I played the game, but I didn't absolutely love it. I I basically played it to, to fund my car enthusiast um, <laughs> side of my life, which is, um, yeah, might be a bit surprising to some people, but uh, I'd, mate, I'd much prefer to talk about cars and footy, that's for sure. Yeah, right. Well, this brings me to my next question. From the images you sent me, I've counted about six cars. you want to give us a bit of a run-through of, of the ones you got in, in you know? Yeah, well, I, I logged on tonight and I seen one in the background of Mark's. Yeah. <laughs> the shot there. I actually forgot I had it. So, <laughs> I've got a w, WB Ute in the background, which um, when Mark was on, people would have seen. Orange one. Um, that's sort of the dedicated drag car. Um, I went with a Ute because um, I'm an Aussie bogan at heart and uh, the old Aussie Ute um, suits me down to the ground. But uh, I've got a 69 Camaro. That's a twin turbo, small block. Yeah, a, I saw a picture HG, that looks nice. Yeah, HG Prem. It's got a 572 in it. Um, I've got an XR Falcon. It's like a mock-up uh, GT. And I've just got an LC Tirana with an SB2 in it. So um, I haven't yeah. actually even sat in the seat of that yet. We, we mm-hmm. purchased that and it's, um, it's sat in storage. So we'll, we'll get that out of the shed very soon. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Barry, I saw a, a photo of you today and, so, and some of those pics that were sent through. Have you actually spray painting um, a HR? You still got that cut? <laughs> no, I don't. That's a sore point. You shouldn't have brought that up, Owen. Uh, <laughs> like any young idiot, I, uh, when, I, when I played football, I got a contract and you know got a bit of money in my hand. All I wanted was a, a newer car, a newish car. And the first car I was given was a HR Holden. And my dad gave me the car and said, if you restore this car, um, I'll give you a hand to the engine and all that sort of stuff. I needed to painting and stuff like that. So we did that. We uh, we put a nine-inch in it. We put a super five-speed like most people did yep. back in the day. Yep. Um, we put a camshaft, you know, ported the head, all those sorts of things. Yep. And, uh, yeah, the, the plan was to obviously on your P-plates, you know, a V8, 
was to drive it until I was eligible to have a V8 and then put a small block Chev in it. So I was, I was going to keep the car, but um, as I said, young and stupid, had a bit of money in my hands. I went and bought a, a new VRSS Commodore. Um, no way. Which aren't worth, which aren't worth <laughs> two grand now. But. The whole hundred. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So, they're, uh, probably going up, they're probably going up these days. It's probably worth a whole 10. Yeah, maybe, maybe. 15. So, I, I, I traded the car in on, on that, which is uh, I know people are going to think I'm stupid and uh, don't worry. I, I beat myself up about it every day. Mate, I want, but more importantly, I want to know how that paint job turned out. I saw you <laughs> with the gun in your hand. Come on, how was it? Yeah, well, as you can see on the screen there, it, it certainly wasn't in a paint booth. It was out the backyard. <laughs> I the undercoat. And I actually, I was, a, I was an apprentice uh, panel beater, which I, I only practised for one year before I got drafted for football. Okay. So, um, yeah, I, I did all the bodywork myself. Um, I took the car to be painted at the body shop that I was working at. Um, so it came out quite well. I'm, I'm a big believer in, in all the cars I've got, is to keep them original paint. Um, obviously put some wheels and, and get it sitting nice and, um, you know, hide everything under the bonnet if you can. But um, I, I love original paint on cars, and, um, and that's what I did with the, uh, the HR, the, yeah. the blue with the white roof. Um, that's, yeah. that's why I like them. What's your first, what's your first memory of some of going to Summonats, Barry? First memory of going to Summonats, um, I, I just got that buzz when I walked in the gate. You know, you, you hear an injected big block cars <laughs> yeah. cruising around, and you, you know, this is insane. Then your eyes burn from methanol. <laughs> Absolutely, but no, I was like a kid in the candy shop. Um, my first Summonats was with the Rod Shop boys. Um, I, I went there, and I was lucky enough to to be invited there um, by those guys, and it was just it blew my mind. I heard a lot about it, but I was obviously had football obligations, so I could never really go. And uh, once I went there, I was like, man, what have I missed out on all these years? It's 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 insane show. It's one of the best car shows in Australia, obviously. But um, yeah, I was like a kid in a candy shop. I've seen you cruising around cutting laps in the U. I think uh, I think it was last year, and. Um... You look like you're really enjoying yourself. That's for sure. You're smiling from ear to ear as you get as you get around and having a bit of fun, you know, around the uh, around everything like that. Um, yeah, who, who wouldn't? It's it's a yeah, you know, it's a dream dream for most people to do that sort of stuff. And I'm I'm lucky enough that um, I got to do it. It's uh, very blessed. I think even everybody as a spectator that goes to some of that's dreams of cutting laps around, you know, and having a good time with their mates and all that sort of stuff. That's part of the part of the dream, you know, when you. Jack's got some footage that he can roll of, uh, of you in a draw off with Chip Foose. Tell us about tell us about that. <laughs> that was, that was I, a good sketch. Uh, yeah, I got nervous when you said footage. I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> this is not that bit of footage that everyone puts up. But um, <laughs> no, no. Yeah, I used to love watching Chip Foose's shows, and I think he's a very talented guy. Obviously, he's very good on drawing and designs, and the way he does his cars is very tasteful. Um, I just spoke about how I like to do my cars as original paint and. He's very much about the clean, low, fat look and um, very talented guy. And he's a nice fella. He's a really yeah. nice fella. We, we, I heard uh, Steve Nogas talking about the West Coast Customs. Um, I'm not sure of his last name, but Ryan, who owns it. Um, yeah, these guys are, are big deals in the car world over there. And, um, you know, he's a really humble, genuine guy. Um, was quite happy to give up his time and have a chat. And, um, yeah, so it, it's good to see those people in, in such... Um, a high position in the automotive industry in the states, um, still be pretty humble like that. It was a, re- it's really good, and um, I, I love the um, when you were draw- had the draw off with him. It was pretty good, but he couldn't kick a footy as good as you, couldn't. 
Oh, did you see my drawing? It was yeah. like a four-year-old did it, honestly. Yeah, yeah. It was <laughs> terrible. <laughs> it was awesome. It was good fun. So we've got a bit of a sing it or say it, Baz. So if, if your song is when the Saints go marching in, is that would that be all right? <laughs> That's your... <laughs> I've got a voice like an angel, so I'm not worried about singing songs. Come there you on. go. There you go. All right. <laughs> sing it or say it. Who would you like to punch more, Paul Gallon or the first bloke to get the coronavirus? <laughs> <laughs> Cause all this pain. Well, I think I think everyone in Australia would say Paul Gallon, wouldn't they? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Dragons fan, so I've got no love for the Sharks, I can tell you that much. <laughs> Let's hope we get to do it again. <laughs> Baz, just before we get to this uh, high-tech quiz show, I've got a question for you. W- would you be willing to uh, grow a mullet for next year's summer nets? <laughs> <laughs> hey, believe it or not, I, I haven't got any hair on my head because I choose to not have hair. Mate, if I let my hair grow, it grows wild. It's like a big afro. It's like a big blonde <laughs> afro. So um, I probably could if I wanted to. There you go. Well, the, well, chal- well. the challenge is out, mate. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair play. All right, here's where the fun starts with our crazy high-tech quiz show. Uh, this is obviously our second go this week, and here's how it works. You, all you guys have a buzzer word. Mark, yours is Prius. <laughs> Steve, Princess yours is... or Prius? Freeze. <laughs> Steve, yours is banned for life. Banned for life. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> and Barry, yours is gallon. <laughs> okay. You guys give us a bit of a test, make sure they're working. We just got to make, you know. Banned for life. Gallon. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Hey, this is perfect. Hi, take it. I'll ask three questions. First, the buzz in obviously gets to answer first. And if nobody can answer, the next person to buzz in can take them. All right. You guys will be playing for some guys in the comments, and their names are, I've just got to bring through to our high-tech guy. They are Gurney Eagle Falcon, Shane Fitzgerald, and Joanne. Let's just say Joanne. All right, so Baz, Baz you're playing for Gurney Eagle Falcon. Uh, Mark, you're playing for Shane Fitzgerald. And Steve, you're playing for Joanne. Can I apologise to Joanne now? <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys ready? Yep. Ready, First, First question. Who won this year's Burnout Masters at Summon Prius. X33? Oh, Mark. Rick Fuller. Ooh, got it, mate. Good man. <laughs> Hang on, we get it. All right. We had a, uh, a buzzer, but it's not working, so we'll just get on. All right. What car stopped production in Australia first? Prius. Ford Falcon? Oh. Mark. I was waiting for the question first. Get going. He's out. He's out. You got, you got uh, three out, seconds. Ford Falcon. <laughs> you got it right. Oh, Jesus. Ah, Jesus. <laughs> he's too big. Hey, can you just check your buzzer there, Baz? You're kidding yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Grow a mullet, mate. <laughs> what is this third question? How many times has Owen Webb been to Summon Ants? Thanks a lot. 27. Mm. Steve, I think you buzzed in there, mate. Okay, uh, this has been, th- I'm going to say uh, 29. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong. Who's next? That was you, Mark. Yeah, Prius, 27. Baz? Um. <laughs> There's been 33 of them. There's been 33, Baz. 31. Ah, oh, come on. All of them. <laughs> All of them was too obvious. Tell him, Mum. Tell him, Mum. 33. 33. The same year year he bought that fax machine. (laughs) (laughs) 
We did have a yeah, bonus question. I'll throw it out there anyway, just for a bit of fun. What is the surname of the sender guy with the mullet who attended Summonats 32? Is this a serious question? <laughs> <laughs> it was just a throwing question. We don't have to do it. It's Larry, Larry and Tyson. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good work, Larry. <laughs> Mark, obviously, you, you take away your winner was uh, Shane Fitzgerald, right? Yeah, Shane gets a free hoodie too, so give us a ring tomorrow, Shane. Make sure it's legit too. Actually, I'm ring the Summonats and I'll get your details off. Yeah, no, nah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ring tomorrow. I'm oh, yeah. getting a free hoodie tomorrow. Free oh, hoodies for Gaffy. everybody. Rod Shop hoodie. Yeah, ring through the Rod Shop. They'll give you a, they'll give you a hoodie as well. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Hey, come on, Joanne. We'll get a T-shirt as well. And some stickers. Yeah, I'll give you a Barry hoodie. Do you want a front end? <laughs> well, the winner will also win a season pass for someone else, but because we always just do it anyway, we're going to give everybody a season pass. Everybody that, we, that you guys are playing for will get a season pass. So with the season, those people that are watching on YouTube, please send us an email to podcast at summonapps.com.au and we'll be in touch. Guys, thank you for participating in our high-tech game show. Thanks, guys. Thanks, thanks Larry. Edna. That was a bit of fun, Webby, right? Yeah, fantastic. Three great guys and, uh, man, no wonder they all hang out together. They're going to have a lot of time, in the, a lot of good time in the States, eh? <laughs> oh, 100%, mate, 100%. It's time for our big competition. Uh, we had a bit of a winner from last week, obviously. You want to... Uh, Last yeah. week's question was uh, who was the 1996 Summonats Grand Champion? Now, um, he's won it six times, so uh, I reckon it was a pretty fair chance somebody would have known that. Was Peter Fitzpatrick or Pixie? <laughs> holding it. it was the first version. It was when it was white and blue and it's called Tough Enough. So that's, that's the correct answer. And we did have a winner, and uh, he got the rare spares at about $50 voucher, and it was Tim Wise from Kembla Grange. So congratulations, Tim. Get a hold of us and uh, we'll get you that voucher. Nice, nice. Thanks for your email, Tim, and giving us the correct answer. Uh, true story, Peter Fitzpatrick is actually coming on the show next week, right? Yeah, yeah, that's good. So uh, uh, it's going to be a great interview with him too and uh, find out a lot of information about the grand champion and just, yeah, he's got a car uh, he's built recently and in the States as well, so looking forward to that. Yeah, cool. And what about we've got next week's prize, obviously, to give away? We have. We're so what I want to know for next week's question is what is the highest horsepower ever recorded on the dyno at Summonats? And uh, the winner for that, they will actually oh, – actually, in the hot tip for that, if you have a look or have a listen to you at the end, I reckon that guy might even be on the show next week. So, yeah, there, there you, you go. go. The hot tip from Webby. <laughs> and the winner right. for that, well, they're going to get um, some brand-new Meguiar's products, some of the ceramic liquid wax. So – if you think you know or you do know, send your answer to podcast at summonat.com.au. Don't use any of the bottle, mate, if you've got it there sitting there on the shelf. For the winner, mate, all right? There's oh, about that much gone out of it. It works awesome. What a product. All right, let's introduce him properly. We're all here with Marv. What's happening, mate? Oh, man, I'm, I'm just I'm just falling down a, a wormhole of nostalgia. Like I I, uh, I was I was listening to the boys the boys from Castlemaine Rod Shop, and literally, in the latest issue of Street there Machine Magazine, there yeah. you go. Wow, there is that. them loading their cars into the container. Um, so yeah, grab yourselves the latest issue. That's um, Charlie's fifty seven on the cover. Uh, another cracking issue from a bunch of absolutely awesome blokes and shielders. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just like everyone's everyone's in the same boat. We're all sitting there in isolation, guys. Yeah. It's just you've got car shows, you've got feature cars, we've got 
uh, Steve Aldrich's workshop, XRU. <laughs> like, I've got to say, like, Steve's a mate of mine. Steve, if you're out there, like, if that's a workshop ute, I will eat my hat. That thing is, like, painted underneath. <laughs> it's got this handmade teardrop bloody metal bonnet. That thing is a show car. How can you call it? A, how can you call it a workshop, you mate? Jesus. Um, but yeah, uh, apart was, was that a mini? Was that a mini rant? Was that a? Oh, no, <laughs> just you know what? When your car, when your project car lives ninety minutes away from where you actually reside, yeah, everything becomes a rant because <laughs> I'm I'm sitting here. I love my wife, but she watches this like daytime TV, and I've got to say, like, I'm I'm sitting here just tearing my hair out because all I want to do is grab a set of spanners and go tear an engine out, or you know, do do something. I've I've got to, I've got to go get like covered in hub grease right now. <laughs> I can't. It's 90 minutes away, and the New South Wales Police yeah. are going to find me up the wazoo if I if I jump in the car. Apparently, yeah, that's the way the way it is these days. But yeah. for, for the short term, that is for sure, only for the short term. Martha Summonats has always attracted uh, really top cars. Way back in 1988, Rick and Karen Dobbin bought the J2000 Pontiac out from the US. Well, that was really one of the top cars at the time. And then Joe and Carol Customano brought the Legacy, the 57 Chevy. I don't know if you remember that. That that was the top car, show car in the world. It went to Sweden and a few other places. And then, of course, um, Jack and Deutsche Penny came out and done some great, great stuff at Summit. So, always been able to attract really, really top people. And and not just not just like one, not just one type of car. No, so you've, no. You, you, you've got the Rick Dobertons and you've got the you've got the show cars and you've got the elite of the elite. These things are painted underneath. And and for anyone who's never been to Summit, who's watching this, I, I have to say that you need to get down here because these cars are unbelievable, undescribable. Underneath is polished and and preened to perfection, and yet you, you have that, but then you also have the best burnout cars and you have yeah. you have the best dyno cars, not just dyno cars. Like we're, we're talking about, like we, a couple of years ago, we had the, the um, AC Delco Pro Slammer on the dyno in a shed, the yeah. 3,000 horsepower car on a dyno, yeah. turbos versus blowers. We're making over 3,000 horsepower hey, on that, dynos. Don't, that, don't give my answer away. That was my question, remember? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm being coy. I'm being coy here, Webby. I'm being coy. Deliberately. I will give a tip to the people, though. We want the answer to the – there's two decimal points, I believe, in it. Yes. We, we, we need those. We need those too. So <laughs> anyone, anyone who's ever been to a dyno comp knows that it's not it's not how many hundreds of horsepower you win by. It's how many tenths of a horsepower you win by. Oh, that's the one. That's that is the one. You want to rip away with your rant, mate? What do you got for us? I know you got some cooking. I could see steam coming out of your ears. <laughs> okay, so like, like I. I I've been trying really hard. Isolation's hard. Everyone's in a tough spot. We're all trying to be good human beings, right? So you just you, you traipse around the internet and you're finding, yeah, you're finding, oh, this guy built this car and this guy built that car and it's all good and you're like, everyone's having a great time and everyone's having a good, you know, everyone's, everyone's doing the best that they can and then there's some flog that comes on midway through and goes, hashtag Barra the world or hashtag LS the world. I don't care what engine you have, but just just sit back. Be as Kendrick Lamar says, be humble. Like 
You can change yeah. an engine in a car, guys. If you've got a hundred and eighty dollar MIG welder, you can you can take that engine out and you can put a different engine in. You can you you can be the person with the only turbo hemi powered Mitsubishi Starion in the world. It doesn't matter. No one cares that much about what engine you put in it. You don't need to have a T-shirt that says, "Oh, I love, I love this engine, and I'm gonna like marry it one day, and and we're gonna run off, and we're gonna have babies, and it's gonna be the best thing ever." No one cares, okay? Like, like big block, small block, Chinese block, it doesn't matter. Just. Just step back and be cool. Like let let people put whatever engine they want in whatever car. Like I, I don't care if you've got a Renault 12 powered by a turbo 426 Hemi. Like rad, power to you. Like go build stuff in the shed. Be productive. Just just step back and and you know what? If you if you're gonna argue points of engineering about an engine. Have some kind of basis. Tell me about the metallurgy of the engine. Say that mm. that that 426 engine is complete horseshit because it's made out of recycled Chinese shit steel and it falls apart at 500 horsepower. Like, just give give me something. Argue argue with me on a point of technicality. If you're going to argue on, on if you're going to argue engineering. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. Like, am I completely out of order here? Like, I just, I just feel like we're all going through a tough time. Tesla's knocking at the door. Car enthusiasts, we, we need to kind of like give each other a bit of a group hug and kind of <laughs> say, you know what? Like, let's all build rad stuff. Doesn't matter if you're in a, you know, Chrysler's or or Renaults <laughs> or Pontiacs or whatever kind of crazy car you're into. Let's all just, let's all just kind of like cheer each other on a little bit. And, and 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 get into the 21st century, not cut each other down. Am I, 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 I going completely crazy, Webby and Jay Benz? Like, is no, it just me? For real, mate. I remember. No, no, but that's really interesting what you're saying there because uh, I remember way back even when all these people were putting Chev motors in, in Ford hot rods. And so, yeah, it's really interesting, eh, how it hasn't changed in all those yeah, years. Yeah, I've thought the same thing working at magazines back in the days and stuff. It's just like, it's just about the love, man. You know, just get out there and yeah, do what you want, enjoy it. I, I think a lot of people forget too. Like at the end of the day, what what is really cool is one thing. I, I built, I spent the U.S. defense budget building <laughs> a cool Pontiac. But if you want to go drive your car from Melbourne to Rockhampton up to say Rocky Nats. There you go. Yep. Which is going to be a cool event coming up. Tickets on sale 2021. If you want to go drive your car across Australia, you really need something that you can get parts everywhere. Yeah. You can you can have complete faith in it, all that sort of stuff. So why wouldn't you go with the proven, tried and tested thing? So, you know, maybe that's a Chev in a street rod or maybe that's an LS yeah. in a Commodore or something like that. Absolutely. Doesn't yeah. matter. I think I think a lot of the people out there who have the biggest problem with this are the people driving their Hyundai i20s, their mum's Hyundai <laughs> i20s, to the events and not sacking up and building their own car <laughs> to actually turn up and enter the event. Yeah, I, I do. I will say I think that Hemi-powered Mitsubishi Starion sounds like something on Facebook Marketplace. I think that's got to do with. Don't that. steal my idea, Jay Benz. Yeah. Don't steal my idea. <laughs> You're tying. I'm wise to you. I'm wise to you. I want to be the fastest. Stock-hammed, 
single railed 426 Hemi powered Starium on 15 by 6.5 inch wheels at Heathcote this year. There you I reckon, go. I reckon, I reckon we could use some of that some of that crazy energy there to give away <laughs> to give away to give yeah. away some stuff. What do you reckon, Mum? Oh, look, I, I gotta say, I've been I've been imbued with the power. I have a secret power to say that if your name is Rachel Kelly, you have won yourself not just a street machine merchandising pack, which is worth several dollars. Um, it's, I mean, it's got like t-shirts and hats and all sorts of rad stuff, but you also get two season passes to some of that. So you are minted, Rachel Kelly. You are freshly minted. You have got swag and you have got entry to the coolest car show in Australia. Congratulations. And we got three more single passes, right? There are. There was an allegation that someone was giving out single passes. I believe he was um, going by the name uh, Andy. He was. It was a kind of shady character who just flicked them at me, and he <laughs> said to me that um, he said as he ran down the alleyway, he said um, Daniel Wilson, Rob Stone, and Jane Hendy scored themselves some free passes. So if you happen to have those names and um you you were watching the the podcast congratulations because you have been plucked correct and all you need to do is email podcast at summonads.com.au and thanks to andy drinking a lot of wine everybody gets passes everywhere exactly (laughs) (laughs) it's who 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 doesn't love a giveaway on a tuesday i mean yeah that's 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 right exactly exactly right it's been great having you on i can see you enjoying that drink right there Oh, it's, that's just a, a little bit of lift, you know. I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to stay hydrated because my project car is 90 minutes away from where I live, and I have. I know. You've people. told us. You've told us. <laughs> okay. Well, well, Webby, Webby, can you can you have a chat to the New South Wales Highway Patrol? Because I just I don't want to risk that. Um, I don't want to risk that fine. That's, no problem. That's the that's the big barrier method to be actually going and working on my car. I'm a little bit jealous that you got project. You got you got work done on yours. Absolutely. All good. Just, just to put out there, we've had a. Uh, I've been told by by uh, Jack who's doing all the producing that there's a lady by the name of Joanne who I think won the pass before for, from the uh, the crazy quiz show that we run. Uh, she'd like to have a shout out. It says before we go tonight, it's her daughter's uh, Savannah's tenth birthday today. Uh, awesome. could, be, could we give her a shout out? Well, happy birthday, Savannah. Hey, Savannah. Happy birthday, Savannah. She, she sent, apparently she sent through some pics that that we can show and stuff from Summonats thirty one to the Facebook page later on, and right. um, that would that would make her day. Well. Happy birthday, Savannah. That's also my daughter's name, so there you go. <laughs> Fantastic. Awesome. That's, that's Perfect. Me. Perfect. Well, ha- have a great night, guys. I'm actually going to, like, escape out the back to uh, to go work on my car and uh, brew up another another rant, no doubt. No doubt, mate. I was going to say, <laughs> you give, us a, give us a teaser of next week's rant. Maybe we'll keep it under wraps, all right? I can, I can already say I have to crawl underneath my car and weld upside down. So anybody who's yep. MIG welded upside yep. down and had sparks fall, like, yep. into the pit of their armpit, yeah, yep. they, they're going to know exactly where I'm going to be coming from <laughs> next week. Uh, I was once, my mate was, uh, we had a VB253 manual four-speed, anyway, Commodore, anyway, he was undoing, I was helping him under the, change the diff. And he just undone the last towel shaft bolt and it come down and went struck him right on the tooth and snapped it in half and he just looked at me with a and then talked to me with a whistle after that. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I felt so bad. Uh, I felt so bad for him. All right. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Mars. Awesome. See you guys later. Thanks, mate. Owen, what's happening, mate?
Well, I actually uh, tonight was it was really good. We had, I mean, look, it's always enjoyable. We yeah, uh, great. As it was good, and as I knew we would be, and of course, Steve and, and Mark, and they're going to have a they're going to have a great time in the states. Oh, 100 percent. Well, what a, well, the the stories those guys. We could have had five hour podcasts listening to those guys. Yeah, like, unbelievable. Yeah, it's funny. They went a bit longer, but I still felt like we cut them short. There was a, a lot of information flowing there. So. Yeah, you could just talk, and I could just listen, and we could ask questions for for weeks. You know, yeah. yeah, that's that's for sure. Um, it's been yeah, it's been definitely great to talk to everybody, and the the feedback so far for the podcast, Webby, has been positive. I've been waiting. Yeah. I've been looking to the right and to the left to wait for the end of the umbrella handle to hook me out, and you know. <laughs> <laughs> but we're still here. We're really appreciating everybody watching at home and watching after. And you can obviously um, enjoy it as an audio cast, which is on podcast.summonats.com.au. Um, that's awesome. All right, before we go, sorry, what are you going to say, Webby? No, no, I was just going to say it's good. And look, it, people just got to take it for what it is. It's a bit of information. It's a bit of fun in yeah. this time when everybody's locked down and and hopefully we get a bit of information out there as we're going to follow up yeah. with right now. Correct. That's right. So before we go, we just want to say, we want to see everybody's picks in their garage. You're on the weekend. Obviously, you're not going out doing cruising and stuff at the moment. We can't do that. So we want we want to see everybody hashtag write it out, what, the, what they're up to while you're writing it out. So here's a picture we received during the week. It's from Chris. He says, hi, guys. Love the podcast last week. Looking forward to it again this week, which is today. Uh, here's what I've been working on. I've just got a new three and a half inch exhaust, new Simmons wheels, and a rebuilt motor all gone in the, in the last two months. Cheers, Chris. That's cool, yeah. eh, Webby? People are. Yeah, it's really good. That's in that. Uh, please, guys, just send them in, or guys and girls, send your, yeah. send your photos in. Doesn't matter. Awesome. Doesn't matter condition of the car, anything, anything you're passionate about, your car could be Mum's Magna. Doesn't even matter. Whatever. Send Absolutely. it through. <laughs> awesome. And make sure you send those to podcast at summonats.com.au. And even if we don't put them on the show, we'll put them on Facebook or put them on the gram or, you know, where we can fax it to himself or something like that. <laughs> that joke's getting stale now, mate. Oh, no, I was just thinking myself in my head before, <laughs> I, before I said that. That's how, that's how it's right, that joke. Yeah, exactly. All right. Webby, I don't even have a fax. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to buy one. We've, we've got four events coming up, obviously, you know, in the we, near future. We have, mate. And uh, look, interesting enough, I I just sort of had a, had a think through what we do here. And um, I reckon we'll, each week we'll feature, a, I'll just go through the list and just look at an interesting car or a person or something. And we can give a shout out to uh, one of the entrants. So first up, the Red Center Nats, which will be on later this year. When we confirm the dates, we'll let you know that. Uh, we've got entrant 207, which is Paul Tinney. He's uh, uh, got a shop, um, a body shop in Darwin, and he's had several cars in the top uh, top ten down there at Red Center Nats. And this year, I just looked through, and he's got this bare metal XP coupe with a V10 wow. engine. So, man, I am so looking forward to seeing that car finish for Alice. So, get into it, Paul. I want to see it all finished, and um, I'm sure it'll be another top ten car. And then we move on to Motor X, which was uh, the last weekend in in November uh, again. A little bit different format. It's going to be an awesome event. So there we got um, Anthony Caruana's great XD Falcon, another great car, and he's entrant number one. So look, we, we give him a share that tonight. Um, third one will be Summonats, uh, which is entrant number one six four, and that's Trudy Manning. She's got a 1970 British Racing Green Dodge pickup. So I just wanted to show a real good variety, obviously, and. Uh, yeah. Was so popular and last year at Summonats there was so many good it was heaps yeah, yeah. V10s and all that stuff but yeah, I thought this was pretty trick of, of Trudy's at the, uh, and the Dodge so it was really good and finally there for Rocky Nats next Easter 
Having a bit of look through there and uh, something that really tickled my fancy today was uh, the entrant number 49, Chris Coit in the lime green 73 Dodge Challenger. And I'm just, uh, I just love those US muscle cars. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I really love that. So, mate, um, everybody there, keep those entries coming in for all the events. And you never know, it might be you that we feature next week. Absolutely, absolutely. Don't forget, Summer Nats 2021 tickets are on sale now. Uh, and obviously tickets and entries are on sale. Uh, we can't, I can't certainly wait to get to January. I might have to try and pick up one of those free passes myself in, in, the, in the, get in the comments <laughs> to try and get in there for sure. On a serious note again, we want to say, um, while we're all locked away, uh, reach out to your mates. Start talking like this, as you said, Webby, at the start. Yeah. It made, made all the difference, mate. Yeah, it did. It was, it was something that was, um, it's probably because I'm so busy in my life and then I never really take that time. And yeah. uh, really, really hit home what you said last week. And so I, I did this week and it was really good. And one more thing, just before we go, I want to do a, give a shout out to, to Jake Myers, who was on last week. It's his birthday tomorrow. Happy yeah. birthday, Sicko. <laughs> Happy birthday, Jake. Jake had a great old chat with his chinwag last week. It was great. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, perfect. If you want to see that episode, make sure you uh, can clip back in through YouTube or through all the audio places where podcasts live. All right. That's pretty much it for episode two, Webby. Yeah, right. Thanks, Jason. Everybody was on. It was yeah, really good. Perfect. Don't forget, if you're on YouTube, please click subscribe. If you enjoyed this podcast, even if you didn't like it, please click subscribe and give us a like. And we'll see you next Tuesday. Coming up on podcast three, horsepower record breaker, Dale Hyler, Mark Hinchelwood with the AC Delco door slammer, more rants and giveaways from Marv and multi-time Summonats grand champion, Peter Fitzpatrick. Webby and I will see you next Tuesday at 8.30 p.m.